which are where are we recording this where people assume where, that you just mean oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah okay where, wait where, say that again because i like the way you said that. i just said uh, yeah um i said i don't think you're mean um but i think you have like the same problems that i do okay where you are honest and it comes off as aggressive yeah that's true i am i am honest um hey everybody thanks for joining us for another episode of alba crazy alba crazy yeah we have a great guest on today Genevieve Mueller. We're going to get to you, Genevieve, in just a second, okay? Where did this accent come from? Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it shows up whenever I'm excited. Okay, I was raised right. in the South, in okay, Florida. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> Florida. Yeah. Actually, Florida is south. the South. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Depending on where you live. Yeah. Uh, but first, Anne, Anne Gora, my co-host, how's your week been? Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Isaac and I and uh, other comics were accosted by a homeless guy oh, during no. a photo shoot. Oh, is that what first Friday Rusty was posting about? Yeah. yeah. What happened was we were walking and there was this homeless guy talking to himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Isaac turned around to make sure that I got through safe. Mm-hmm. And He's the so homeless sweet. guy <laughs> he is. looks at Isaac and is like, are you mad mugging me? Or he's like, do you want to fight? And he just gets in his face oh and no. he starts putting up his fists. He's like, I was a sergeant in the army and I could kick your ass. You know what I would do is I would kick your ass. Are you mad mugging me? And Isaac's like, no. And all the comics, of course, are watching like, oh, horrified. And Isaac's like, I'm afraid your friends think like I'm weak. And I'm <laughs> like, are you kidding? You're near a bunch of comics. You're like the strongest yeah. person. <laughs> In the entire, <laughs> that's like the guy, the guy immediately when I thought of like, video games is like the, definitely the toughest one. Yeah, yeah, around yeah. Of comics, yeah, like totally. Can't handle yeah, anything. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, no. Trust me. We <laughs> Trust me. We would have. We would have ran for the hills yeah, and ran. cried for our mamas. Yeah. Yeah. And we know how to talk some shit, but then uh, yeah. we kind of run. <laughs> Other than that, we run away. Yeah, and write a set about it and make you look stupid. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got a good five out of this shit, but I definitely hid in a dumpster for yeah. sure. <laughs> definitely got. But then, like afterwards, like so we like move up the alley. Yeah. The guy follows us up the alley and then gets in Rusty's face. Oh, Rusty! Rusty's really good with confrontation. Yes, he is. He's, He's so super good with it. And uh, this guy just starts picking up these parts of bed that was near the dumpster and thrown yeah. away and throwing it kind of at Rusty. Oh, no. So what? Rusty's, like, diffusing the situation. He called the cops. The cops came yeah. and probably told him, go but somewhere he's, else. But Rusty's so good with it because, I mean, what he what he's done for the last, like, 10 years is to work with, like, gang intervention. Yeah. You know, so he's, like, super fine with, like, confrontation. He doesn't, like, really face him. And he, he like, never calls the cops. He's no. like, I never call the cops unless somebody is really getting in your yeah, face. Yeah, because what would be the point of that? He's yeah. like, I have people in this alley who shoot up. I have people in this alley who do bad things or whatever, but it's none of my business because they don't get in my face. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't get in homeless people's way, but if yeah. they get in my way, I'm calling the police. Exactly. So yeah. uh, that was that. And then this morning, my dad came and visited me. Mm. Part two How with that? the dog. Oh, no. Okay. Leela jumped on him very forcefully and he swatted her. Oh, and but she's so yiddle. I know. And he's she's like, like she's, she's so yiddle. And I was so 
my god, upset. did that just come I out? Was, that was like the mom side I coming was out. Like furious. <laughs> furious and my dad was like she bit me i was like there is no way that she bit you no her mouth is this so tiny and you're i go that was her claws she was just jumping on you okay now i do want to jump in here for a second and say like i've been to your house and i'm like very lovely with your dogs and like she'll like flip out and she she has bit me but has she bit you on the hand or on the hammy on the (laughs) she's Bitten me on, on on my leg, my my forehock. She can't bite. She can't bite on your leg. She can only bite on your hand. Her mouth is too tiny. Very I've, small. Wait a second. No, I'm. She scratches like a mug. Okay. Her her nails are long. Maybe it was her nails. Was it her nails? It was probably her nails. Are you trying to start some shit? No, Tito? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to like. Whose tell honest- side are you I'm on, just trying Tito? To tell honesty. I'm trying to tell it like it is. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Leela has... I got a dog. I have a little tiny uh, chihuahua. She's like yes. half chihuahua, half miniature Doberman Pinter, right? Adorable. So she's got a lot of aggression. She's very, very tiny, though, okay? And she's super sweet, but she's very territorial. So if you... If, like, I'm holding her or August is holding her and someone comes up that she doesn't know... If she knows him, she's fine. But if she doesn't know, comes up and tries to, like, pet her or grab her or whatever, then she'll, like, snap at them, right? And she has, like, the tiniest little, like teeth in the world and this tiny little mouth and I've had people tell me like your dog bit me and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like it's not hold on a second it's It's not multiple people are telling you that they your dog no not like bit like this I mean like she doesn't she doesn't bite she like it's like haven't you ever been around like a a puppy strong nip yeah it's like but it doesn't it doesn't you don't even see a scratch and there's no blood like and there's uh, nothing there okay no there's totally been blood when Lila's bit me no Lila has not bit you (laughs) Leela scratched you, and you know what? Leela <laughs> is allowed to freak out a little bit. The girl's got no eyes. Oh, she, has she, doesn't no, any, she doesn't have any. Okay, then you gotta let this go. This is <laughs> bullshit. Let the blind no, I chick. Want, just I want be. more restitution. No. From Leela. Like, no give reparations. Me, give me like no a, reparations give me like a for foot this. On a chain. No. no. If she doesn't no. have any eyes to Oh, give. poor little one. Exactly. So I didn't know she had any. I've only seen pictures of her. Yeah, so she doesn't know. have any eyes. So she Aww. can't see. So she kind of gets a little bit freaked out when there are things, people there yeah. that she doesn't know. Is she know. old, too? She's, um, she's not old. She's, like, uh, old, old. She's, like, six. Six, okay. So, but she, she's older, but she's yeah. not old. Yeah, yeah. She, she like had uh, some bad conditions happen mm-hmm. to her uh, that caused her, one of her eyes to be taken out immediately, like mm. when I adopted her, and then the other one was so destroyed by the other conditions that yeah. she was already blind in it. <laughs> so, and then it burst last year, so we You're had complaining to about a blind dog. About a dog a blind, that literally tiny spent little her dog. life suffering a- until she met me. Tito. Yeah. And you know what? She, of course she protects me. She's like, this woman actually gives a shit about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's how like Anne is doing. So that's how I'm doing. <laughs> okay. That's how Anne's doing. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, good. Uh, two, thi- <laughs> two things happened to me this week. Uh, one, as I was walking down a sidewalk, I saw uh, some birds on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, man. These two birds are having sex. I get to see bird sex. This is great. <laughs> and you're excited about that. I can tell. You're like viscerally excited about it's it right now. It's a rare thing to see. Yeah. Aviary no, totally. porn. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, this is this uh, uh, real life National Geographic. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is, like, as I got closer to them on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. I realized that one of those birds was not moving oh, at no. all. Necrophilia. I was like, oh, sh- is this what I think? What it is? Is this a bird taking advantage of like a potentially dead is bird? Is that what happened? Well, I, I don't know. So like, what happened is like my brain kicked in. It's like I know this. There has to be like another thing that's happening that's not as terrible. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe like this bird is trying to resuscitate like this other bird. Like 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 come on, Teresa. Like shake the car off. <laughs> like it's gonna be okay. Come on. And then that got really sad in my head. I was like, oh, God, I hope that's not the case. God. I hope he's just raping that you dead bird. You guys had like it, it's terrible a, weeks. Like you went through a, you went you went yeah. through a cycle of like, well, actually, now yeah. I hope he's raping that bird. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. I was that's like, a, okay, that that's Jesus a little less Christ. bad. Also, like I haven't done. What is this podcast time. again about? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's a, it's about Al- Albuquerque <laughs> okay. and our experiences in it. Oh, I okay. see. This makes sense then. <laughs> it totally fits it. It's a very all of this is it's all coming it's all now. coming together. Yeah. It's all um, making sense now. <laughs> Uh, also, I've run out of laundry uh, that's clean, so okay. I'm in my final pair of underwear, oh. which is a banana hammock I bought for like a congratulations. <laughs> show her, uh, show her the side. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, I know. Oh, you're having a day. It, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Bird sex and this. Yeah. Um, that's been my week. Uh, but enough about me. Yeah. Let's get to our awesome guest. Yeah. Uh, hey. Genevieve is a podcaster herself she's a comedian mm-hmm. she and has uh she's a scholar that's the only way i could describe it how would you d- describe it like a professor yeah i'm pro- oh i'm a yeah i'm a professor professor yeah. scholar yeah. she's a doctor I'm doctor I'm like an accredited opinionator yeah <laughs> yeah I'm there like, you go because I'm, like I'm not like a medical d- i'm not like a medical doctor but i do have a phd in yeah. rhetoric yeah <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I she posted about that once. She that won't was save like, your I'm life, but she will now. save your sentences. I will save your sentences. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will save your argument. Is what I normally do. Is I save arguments. That's what I do. But yeah. <laughs> like this is what I'm doing. I'm saving your argument. Yeah. Or you save people from their arguments. I, I, most I, of the, most of the time, I try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah most of the time, that's what, I, what I'm trying to do. I've had to like calm myself down on Facebook though. Um, because I get too like involved and I'm just there for like hours obsessing over like one fucking idiot that I'm trying to like persuade, you know what I mean? And it doesn't, and I can't do that. Like I can't do, I can't like obsess. And it's only like, I stopped myself last night. So one of my, one of my comedian friends, dad posted about, um, uh, like women in, oh, I remember it was, it was about like the first woman who's going through the Navy, Navy SEAL training or whatever. Right. So he posted, I guess he was in the Marines or something and he posted about it and said, and I, he's not my friend, but he's like, like I could see what he posted yeah. because of my yeah, comedian friend, friend, right? Friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like his dad and he posted about how like women do not belong in the military and like, okay. you know, all this stuff. And I almost went on like a tirade at like two o'clock in the morning about why it's okay for women to be in the military. But instead I just went to sleep because I, I just, I stopped myself. Like I actually like stopped myself. I think it is. I think it's healthy. healthy. I think it's, it's and what I should be doing. Sometimes but I find myself typing an entire argument Yeah. and I, you know, I get it out and then I delete it because I'm like, you know what? They're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. And no. I felt, but it felt good to type. Yes. It. And I got, I, I got in an argument with this guy like six months ago about immigration and it didn't, it wasn't 
like useful because he never like saw it my way and I'm just like I can't do this again I can't do this to myself it's like I'm in an abusive relationship with Facebook well, See, things are going to change and they're not that's why I yes because I look, you can drive yourself crazy and I put too much to pressure fi- on myself to fix every ill in the I world. put like way too much pressure on myself thinking like I'm the one I'm the one you can do this but it's not I'm not going to be the one I'm never going to be the one but if you don't do it then you're letting it normalize I know but what do I do to you let it normalize you recognize that that is reality no I can't do that this is reality and it's okay Move to Twitter. I am on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot. I know, but I'm just saying. And I take Facebook breaks. Like I I take breaks for like extended period of time. But then when I take a Facebook break and I like get off and I like you know I don't take Facebook seriously at all anymore. Like I just like like things for people, and then I just sometimes write little things like you go girl or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't I yeah. don't get in arguments on there anymore no. because it's I can't. Like, I can't do it either. I really like, don't. I can't. I like deactivate for a while and then I get all these messages from people who are like, why did you defriend me? I'm like, I didn't fucking defriend you. I just can't be on that nightmare site anymore just for like a second. You know, give me a respite. Well, give me I'm a respite. So how did, do you remember your earliest memory of like having this desire to kind of like state like, no, this is, this is, you are wrong, or like, let me tell you like another way of looking at so- at something. I'm like, curious, like, like as a child, yeah, like, right, <laughs> like, 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 how young did this start? Oh, like from birth, probably. Okay, but <laughs> like, what's your earliest? I've memory, always, girl? oh god, I can't remember my earliest memory. That's a hard question. I remember arguing with my mom all the time when I was really, really little about why I should be okay. Why? Okay, so she wanted me to eat meat and I remember t- like for some reason I got in my head that I wanted to be a vegetarian when I was super little I was like mm-hmm. six or six or something like that and I remember arguing with her about why we shouldn't eat meat yeah and so I, maybe that's my first maybe okay. that's my first memory I was like six and you were raised yeah. in Albuquerque right yeah I was raised in Albuquerque well no for well okay so I I was born here and then um I moved to Cheyenne for a while and then we moved to Dallas for a while and then we came back when I was like seven okay so for the most part yes but yeah. i remember some things in like dallas and i remember like i i don't really remember cheyenne except for wanting to be in my swimsuit all the time but it was like like blizzards outside so no there was like really blizzards outside and i just wanted to like be in my swimsuit all the time and so i would like put on my swimsuit and like run around the house in my swimsuit i remember that oh man um, and then i remember dallas because of like racism i just remember like <laughs> rampant <laughs> rampant rampant racism like people like it's calling me export. calling me wet back yeah like i remember people at, like when i was super little calling me wet back i remember that they're um, like they're like here's your change you little wet back yeah and, and i didn't know what it meant so like cute. i didn't know what it meant until like i asked my mom i was like what's a wet back and she's like oh um that's a bad thing like you know so and i have that in my in my head but yes mostly albuquerque jeez uh, uh, man i i gotta say i remember when I first, what was it like? Gosh, what is mm. what? I forgot the the slang that they used to call my dad, but I remember. Spick. Yeah, like <laughs> things like things like that. They'd be like, you know. I do this work. I do like rhetoric of racism, so that's why I know so these words. And, and wait, wait. Did you just give an explanation for why you know <laughs> what the word spick is? <laughs> But like, when I was why like, I knew it so fast. Well, no, because like. Oh, you mean thick? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I just remember like my mom would like when she divorced my dad, she yeah. dated a guy who like, of course, shit on my dad with super racism. Yeah, yeah. Of and then and yeah. so I'm just like, yeah. yeah. What? I've experienced racism like all over the place, but I would say like the most I'm, like racist town that I've, uh, you know, that I that I feel like I've been in. 
Um, it's probably Houston. I feel like Houston's very, very racist. That's really weird. My brother, um, I, I don't know. Probably. I mean, because there's a lot of Hispanics there. My brother, who's... There I'm are, like, but they're like, they, there's like, there's like, like... I have a half-brother who's Mexican. Uh-huh. My mom was really into brown guys in the 80s. <laughs> Your mama was not racist. <laughs> they were into her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. They, were, they were very in, inside her. They yeah. were. Yeah. Um, but he lives there with his family, mm-hmm. and I asked him, I was like, that's got to be like a lot of Hispanics there. And he's like, yeah. There's a lot, but, they, but they're like, they have, tend to congregate in like one neighborhood. Okay. Or so like a few like, like segregated. Yeah, there's a lot of segregation. There's a lot. Of, so like if you go to certain parts of town and you happen to be brown, there's going to be gonna be issues. going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Well, mm-hmm. see, I, and it's, it's weird because I'm white, so I get to see all the fun racist things that people say. So much fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's a, you know what I'm she saying. Is. I didn't say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know yeah, what I mean yeah, by yeah, that, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. just, just kind of like, <laughs> they'll, they'll say something racist, and I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. with you. When I first moved here, somebody was like, you don't want to live in this area because there's a lot of, uh, she, of she, what? Bas- uh, she basically insinuated that there were a lot of Hispanics in this area. In a certain area, she said yeah. it was dangerous. Or she said, like, yeah, that's but, what she was saying. Yeah, but she also she she did it in a racist way. Ah, fuck. And my ex at the time was like, we were moving, and he's like, I have a friend who can show us apartments. Yeah. So she shows it, and I go, this is why I ask if there's anything wrong with the people I'm gonna meet. Yeah. Because like I consider that like a defect. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is there something wrong with somebody we're about yeah, to meet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like tell me. Tell me what I'm dealing with. One of my with. favorite things I heard when I was out here. This is when I worked uh, inside of a subway inside of a gas station next to the highway. Nice. Uh, it was a great job. Uh, the cashier there, his name was Peter. And he had, like, a really gravelly voice from, like, smoking cigarettes since he was, like, 10. Yeah. And I asked him about, like, I don't know, something about Mexicans. And he's like, Tito, I'm not racist. I just don't like Mexicans. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Realize what you just said? It was awesome. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, though. Okay. He was, like, like, unknowingly progressive because he got into an online dating relationship with this woman from, like, I don't know, Oklahoma or something. Yeah. And then, like, she, like, moves to Albuquerque to be with him. Black. No, oh. she is like ve- she has a very prominent Adam's apple. Okay, like she's very clearly a person who has gone through transition. Does she? Does he know? No, and like everybody in the gas station is all kind of like quiet about it, and like doesn't like want like her uh, be like, hey, I think this thing. And here's the thing: like she was cool, she was gorgeous. Is she? <laughs> is he still in that relationship? I have no idea. But it was so hilarious yeah for yeah no i get that yeah, because it was, it was because awesome. he had no clue and he, he was no, like he was yeah. totally blind or he was hey like, if it was love it's love like okay, I mean, maybe he yeah, does know but or, he didn't want to talk about or, it yeah like like, yeah. Uh, like he saw her and he was like wait a second and he just like pushed it down because yeah like, didn't I'm, care. I'm already in i'm already in too yeah, deep i'm, I'm in too deep try to like yes ignore this which part is what you should do yes absolutely if you're in love you're in love yeah Right. I mean, like, yeah, but like you should be put, <laughs> you should be like pushing part of yourself down. Like I'm never gonna examine this part of well, myself. I mean, well, I mean, well, maybe not. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like so, was, no self-examination. Was, I, I think that I, yeah. I will say this. That was very brave of her. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I'm absolutely. Can you imagine? 
like not telling him. Yeah, and not showing up. But that's what I'm saying is maybe maybe she did, and he's just not sharing that information with anybody yeah. else. You know, so we don't know that. Yeah, because people we, we keep it hidden all the time. We don't. But know. also, if she if she didn't, you know, tell him, then yeah, for sure. But absolutely. it is a weird mix to be like. I'm not racist. I just don't like Mexicans. Oh, you also, see that all the time. You see tons of you see tons of racism in LGBTQ communities. You see homophobia in you know people of color communities. Like you see, like there's so much. Well, like, yeah, there's so cross, many. Well, you know things all the time but, but that it, you it's see. So much. I it doesn't make any sense. No, I, it's, it's I, I agree. Make any sense? That's what I'm going for. I'm just saying, like at some point, like you can you can if you want to find flaws in in anything, you can do it if you look hard enough. Yeah. And you have to m- reach a point where like it seems overwhelming. Yeah. And like uh, it's okay to kind of let that stuff go because it's it to is a certain what reality, extent it, it is but yeah it's, it's you can drive yourself crazy no like, you can drive yourself crazy trying to be like trying to be the person who fixes everything yes you know but I don't like I personally feel like all right if somebody says some like fucked up shit and like around me I can't I can't keep my mouth shut yeah you know I might have like calmed myself down on Facebook yeah but because I, I mean, can't because it's so pervasive that you mm-hmm. just never catch up with it it's like but like flood. when you're in person with somebody you have to say something yes absolutely and I, I feel mean, like that's my that's my thing it's like if someone says some fucked up shit around me well, I have I, to say yeah, some shit yeah that seems like reasonable yeah I have to say some I shit I hope I'm not on like on like the side where I'm like listen like KKK is a great organization. That's not what that's not <laughs> They the have rights too. Yeah, like they do. They do have rights. Yeah. Law, but I'm not saying. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know, flying a flag. No, 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 no. no. I, I understand. It, it gets overwhelming if you try to take on the cause by yourself, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, what was Albuquerque like for you growing up? Oh, God. It was kind of a hellhole for me. I grew up, because I grew up in various areas. I grew up mostly in the South Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, my family moved to, um, well, they used to call it the war zone, but like the, like yeah. around like yeah. that area. Yeah. We moved, moved in that area. And that's where I spent like most of my, uh, the rest of my like middle school and high school like time, right? Um, I had this really weird like, experience because I was like super super Latina when and like when I was when I was little and then once I got into like St. Pius um, my freshman year I was I was there on scholarship I like wasn't there because my family well, could afford yeah, it I was, I was there say, because you, d- you don't you, you uh like in that area the schools aren't that great no they're not that great so my parents like like made us go to St. Pius and I had to like take a test to see whether or not I could get like a scholarship and I got like a merit scholarship and then we got like financial aid or whatever, you know? So I was in this like place where it was like people like at St. Pius thought I was too brown. And then when I came back home after like being at St. Pius all day, they thought I was too white. So I was like stuck in this like weird, like this, this weird place. This yeah. Like key and peel. Yeah, exactly. It was like this weird like area. Cause I'm also like half white. Cause my mom is white. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but she grew up in El Paso. So Hey, thanks. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but thank you. She grew up in El Paso. So it's like, she had a lot, like she grew up around like Mexicans. So it wasn't like a big deal, but Oh, um, do we have a, do you know where the bathroom is? I think it's, it's that way. The, it's at the very end of the hall. Very end of the hall. Um, that was my son. <laughs> 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 I'm like a stereotypical like single mom Latina who has a son that she has to carry around all the time. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I had that was my experience. It was like that. Tons of violence. Like my dad was like in and out of jail all the time when I was a kid. He um, he is like a retired like uh, Vietnam vet, like army guy. And the reason why he was in and out was mostly he was just starting fights with people because he was like had PTSD and he just didn't know it and he would like you know start shit. Was with he people. a big drinker? 
No, actually he wasn't. He was just kind of He was off. just violent, yeah. And he was never, like, he f- went through, like, PTSD training, so it was fine. And, like, after a while, he, like, calmed down. Um, but, like, you know, my uncles, were, like, grew pot in the backyard. Mm-hmm. They, like, you know, used to sell Coke all the time. So I, like, grew up in that environment where it was, like, you either went to school or you sold drugs. <laughs> like, that was re- those are your two options. Yeah, one yeah. or the other. You go to school, you try to get a degree, or you become, like, you know, a drug dealer, right? But at the same time, I, I think that, like, you know, hearing all this, it kind of gives you uh, uh, not great odds. No, so you, yeah. You, no. you did pretty great considering considering the 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 area that was yeah but like the thing i give credit to like my mom and my dad though because they tried to keep me us away from that as much as possible you know at the time i just thought they're being lame but like now i realize what they were doing you know what i mean that's always how it is like you reach a certain age and you realize like holy shit like everything my parents did was like had purpose and yes they were were, like super right right. yeah but my parents were also like really socialist when i was when i was Mm. young (laughs) and so my dad would do things like a part of like how he dealt with the ptsd and to stop being like a violent person was he started like helping so my dad stayed home as like a stay-at-home dad and my mom went back to work when we were little Mm -hmm. he retired when i was six we moved here and then my mom went back to back to work and so he was like my primary like caretaker. Mm-hmm. So I was raised by like a like you know a super aggressive Vietnam vet, and that's how I learned how to talk to people was wow. through like that, you know yeah. through that lens. This is like how I you know that's how I was socialized. Um, so and he was super socialist when I was young, um, way before socialism was like a thing in America, but um, or at least his modern time. But he would do things like he would pick up like like homeless Vietnam vets and have them like sleep in our backyard in like a tent city type situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. he could take them to like the VA and help them get like disability wow. and help them like you know. So he would do that. So I grew up in I grew up in a, in like a in like a place where I always felt like if I wasn't socially responsible or if I didn't like do something for society that I was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how, that's how I felt, you know, and I had, and I had this bar that was set by my parents and even my parents, like I said, were super complicated. Like my, my dad went through like a, like a really terrible, like mental health period where he was like starting fights with people and doing all this shit. Um, and he, but he was like this guy that like, like he would give you like literally give you the shirt off his back. Like he was that kind of dude, you know? Um, and I didn't realize this was like a weird thing until like I went to school and told people that like dudes were living in my backyard and they were like, <laughs> what the like, fuck? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, what are you talking weird. about? But it gives you like a weird guilt trip where you feel like you have to be, like you, if you're not, you know, doing that, like if you're not taking in the homeless yeah, and putting them in that's your backyard. That's the standard that you grew up with. Yeah, that was the standard. So, if, so that's like, that's how I always like I mean, think, you know? Like I know that it's like, it's, it, not everyone has to do that. Yeah. Like I understand that, but like when you when that's like your first image or your first example of what it means to be like socially just, then like that's just who you. Yeah, that's like how that's your how brain you is. I mean, yeah, I did a whole podcast about it. Like I talked to my dad. Um, we did like a whole dead things like episode oh. about it. Ooh. I talked to my dad about it, and I was just like, you know, you like you did this thing. Like how did like how are you able to do this? you know, and also dealing with like mental health. And he was like, well, that's how I did it. Like I had, I had to do it to like deal with my own demons, you know, well, like that was I the way that there's, I, there's something to that where, um, any, anytime I can help people, yeah. cause sometimes people don't want help. That's how, that's, that's how I am. Like, I always feel like I have to give resources to as many people as possible. Like yes. I'm always like, do you need help? Do you need help? Yeah. And it can get really condescending. Like, 
you need help and i don't mean to do that but not everybody wants help yeah well it's there's different ways of giving help like that's certainly one way that's very helpful yeah obviously but there is also like I know that like all this information is great, but I just need somebody just to sit here and not talk and just listen. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's that's really helpful too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna go into uh, how do you feel about Albuquerque today? Today? Yeah. Uh, when you look back on it. Wait, when I look back at my childhood or when I when, when you I look the back city on in the, the city, city in now. general. I you know, there's so much I have conflicting ideas about Calvary. Okay, let, let, let's Because let's ask so this much one. of my emotional like weight is here. You know, like like this is where this is where I like fell in love and this is where I got married and this is where I had a child and this is where my husband died. You know what I mean? So it's like it has all of that like super emotional weight for me. And this is where I grew up. And this is like when I think of home, I think of like the mountains and I think of, you know, but there's so much shit that's wrong with Albuquerque, uh, the police violence, the the way that the city is run, the leadership, how, you know, there's so many corrupt leaders that, you know, like every almost every fucking mayor in this that in the last 20 years is like has been absolutely 100% corrupt, including, you know, and also, like, governors, like, you know, all this stuff, yeah. it's like, they always, they always try to, like, take away from the poor as opposed to put in any kind of infrastructure to help them. So there's a lot of shit that's wrong with it, but I will defend Albuquerque, like, 100%, and if anybody ever, like, says that Albuquerque is, like, a terrible city, I'm like, you've never lived here, so fuck you, you know? Yeah. That's how, so, so that's how I am. Just Breaking Bad, yeah, that's all so, you've done. So fuck you, yeah, like, yes, you know, somebody was stabbed in a taxi cab the other night, and like yeah. you know like what <laughs> yeah my house has been like you know burglarized 20 times but fuck you they probably needed shit you know what i mean yeah. like i just like i get like i get really like you know like i it's i'm so emotionally connected to this city that i just i just love it and there's no other place like it yeah like after being here for 10 years like i can't imagine living in no i can't imagine else. i can't and, and i do i live in texas now but i that has more to do with like you know professional reasons but I just like I just love this city so much. Yeah. If uh, li- like let's imagine this. Okay. 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 You're going on a blind date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh God, please <laughs> oh. no more blind dates. Uh, no, the, <laughs> so you got, it's you're going actually your final blind date depending on how it goes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah okay, it might be. Right. And he rings the doorbell. You open up the door, and who's at your door? But Albuquerque. Albuquerque. <laughs> Okay. What does Albuquerque look like? What, is, what does he what drive? What, what does, does she drive? drive? Where do you guys oh, go? What do you guys do? Drive. I'm going to start with drive. I think Albuquerque drives a Honda Civic. <laughs> 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 I feel like everybody I know in Albuquerque drives a Honda Civic. And Albuquerque is in cargo shirts and flip flops. <laughs> and he's wearing a shirt that he got for free because he went to like a radio contest and some <laughs> beer company was like handing out free t-shirts. Like a, a t-shirt cannon? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He got like a free t-shirt. So he got that. And then um, he forgot his wallet and he had all these plans, but we're probably just going to stay at home and watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. That's pretty much it. Sounds <laughs> he, he sounds like a, a great guy. I kind of I I'm like describing it. a very specific person right <laughs> You're like you're like actually I'm describing somebody. <laughs> As Anne knows, I ha- I ha- I've had I've, I have a history of men in Albuquerque. So yes, yeah. uh, she has a type. 
<laughs> I have a type for sure. She has a type. Yeah, I have One a type. Honda Civic. Honda Civic. Mm. Yeah. Um, only has a mattress. Doesn't have an actual bed. An, an actual like box frame underneath. He's just like a mattress on the floor kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, that's yeah. my. He's type. got a lot of plans. He had so many plans. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> he has so many plans. So many plans. Like, <laughs> so many plans. Oh, like, I, I just want to backpack places. Yeah. You know? No, not even those kind of plans. Just like plans. Plans that are like you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like sign up for this class. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna go back to see him. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get this I'm, job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna download my I just US need a, banking app so I, I can just manage need my to, money. Exactly. I just need to <laughs> downgrade. I'm like, how further are you gonna are you able to downgrade? Like, there's no <laughs> like what else I'm, of your material uh, possession? I'm sleeping in a tent in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't even drive a Honda Civic. He no. just sho- he shows up at your front door. He probably from borrowed your the Honda Civic from his mom, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah, like, uh, sure. I'm going on a date. Yeah, that's my date. But I love him so much, and I'm gonna help him. <laughs> uh, well, Jen, this was a lot of fun. This was <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank so you so much. much. Is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, I don't know when this comes out. We have Comedians Power out in LA, but I don't know when this comes Not out. If uh, gonna, it's, it, it'll be a bit. Okay. <laughs> That's the next show. The next is the next in LA. Um, is and there then a it, website? There's a website. Yeah, go to ComediansPowerHour.com because we have shows now in Seattle, New York, and Austin, and sometimes in Denver. That's awesome. And then we're taking it on, um, on the road more. So we're in LA this Friday. And then um, we're going to be in Chicago sometime in the fall. And then uh, a festival that I can't remember where it's at. But we're going to be at a festival soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, check out Comedians Power Hour. It's a really mm-hmm. fun, really I haven't done it in time. Albuquerque in a really long time. But well, we need to. Did, I was at. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I won. And you won. Oh, right. nice. That okay, good. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Tito? Uh, Spitchy Bit Open Mic every single Sunday at the Box. No, at the Box, at Bozy Brothers. <laughs> Bozy. And the Hive Improv Show at 1015 every single Friday at the Box. And Albert Crazy every other Wednesday on the Internet. Uh, any any uh, Twitter handles? Oh, yeah. My handle is Damn Teats. Uh, Damn Teats. My name is Tito Dameron. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's good. Uh, if you follow me, you will eventually see my first tweet. Nice. <laughs> it would be very. You can follow me at Jen underscore Mueller. Jen with a G. Jen underscore Mueller. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I am at Angora on uh, Twitter's. It's best to follow me there. You can go to Angora.com. You can uh, go to uh, Albacrazy.com. And you can also go to NM. INQ to check out the New Mexico Inquisition. New nice. Mexico's only uh, news satire show. It's great cool. stuff. Awesome. All right. You guys have a great week and thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah.